Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Mike, JB, and Chris. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, links in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. Guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's absolutely free to join. Let's get into some crypto talk. Gentlemen, Bitcoin above 26K. I cannot wait to get y'all's thoughts on what happened today with the CPI and this, that, and the other, and Bitcoin's movement. And oh my God, we're going to the moon. Cannot wait. But anyways, Chris, how are you, my brother? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, it feels it feels uh, unusual to to have a a group of us together. Uh, been doing uh, a lot of these uh, solo, so it's uh, it's great to to have you guys with us. Yeah, you know, it's much better than doing it solo. Solo is hard. I know it is, but you're the master of solo. You and Nick, I don't know how y'all do it. You guys kill it with some solo stuff. But well, I'll tell you now, it's all the fish and chips we eat. <laughs> Jokes, jokes. That's good. That's a good one. JB, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, bit of a stressful day today. It's it's been volatile to say the least. We've we've obviously seen the moves in the market. It's not it's not been ideal, but you know, Nick kind of called that this was a potential to happen. We've just got to look at it from a different limelight why it's happened and you know where we're potentially still going to be going. My view hasn't changed. We're still we're still going to see you know, the, the price of Bitcoin and everything else drop. But I understand, obviously, the fear that's in the market, focusing the prices move as the hub. Emotions are so high. We can see that in the Discord and many of the chats. You can see it in the comments on the Facebook, on the YouTube videos and things like that. So, yeah, bit of a crazy, a crazy week. And it's not going to slow down anytime soon. Still got more stuff to happen this week. We've got more stuff to happen next week. Just well, mega, look. mega emotional times right now. I mean, right, right when CPI came out, Facebook comes out and says, hey, that we're laying off 10,000 more employees and we're also closing 5,000 open positions. Uh, Zuckerberg, uh, there was a quote Zuckerberg said, and I'm, I don't know it exactly, but he basically said that um, everything that's going on could take years to play out, right? Like everything. So it's going to be interesting. You know, I got Bitcoin's chart up right now. The high we got to was, let's see. 26,386, um, which is good. Hey, look, if you guys made some money, hell yeah, congratulations. However, if you take a step back and you zoom out, you really look at the grand scheme of things, this shit's going to collapse eventually, right? But shout out to those that made some money. Look, SDAO's up 30% today, 30%. AGIX up 20%. So alts are rallying. We're all, you know, the world thinks we're going to the moon. Congrats to those that have made some money, but lows are coming. Whether we retest the lows or whether we see new lower lows, this is all just what Chris would call another bear market rally, right, Chris? Yes, exactly that. Yeah, we we were purchasing. Uh, you know, Patreon members would have seen the alerts for Nick and myself purchasing uh, V Chain and a few other altcoins. And uh, look, you know, we could sell those for a pretty decent profit right now. And, yeah, you uh, could. Um, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't. I mean, we uh, initially bought them for for more the the long term. But um, yeah, let's just touch on some of the comments that we see in in the uh, the YouTube <laughs> yeah. videos because they're, they're rather interesting. You know, uh, seeing people say, you know, particularly for Nick's videos, does this guy ever get it right? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, we called the bottom uh, in June. Um, this was back in May, and obviously all the videos and stuff are, are there. You can go uh, fact check me if you wish. Um, but, you know, I want to give people a bit of a history lesson, right? Because there was nobody calling that bottom in June apart from us. Uh, we called it, we nailed it, and then it happened. And we said, that doesn't feel like it's the the actual bottom. Um, again, ridiculed and uh, told to look at this magic indicator and these seven magical indicators, <laughs> uh, which to which I said they would be all invalidated, uh, mark my words. And uh, in November, we saw them all invalidate and um, we saw the, the next lower low and uh, didn't really want to get into this. Uh, you know, we're going to see more lower lows conversation. Um, Nick and myself at the time were saying, let's just not get into that, you know, but we do expect, you know, the market to 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 come down. We did say to expect bear market rallies, and I think that's what we've got right now. We've got some bear market rallies. Um, people are like, "Well, you've been calling the the uh, like a crash. What the fuck did we just see three days ago?" Yeah, we've seen Bitcoin come from like what twenty two plus thousand dollars down to like nineteen thousand dollars. Like that to me is a mini crash. I. I... I feel like we've we've just witnessed another black swan event, right? Like the bank collapse has led to uh, the Fed coming out and the FDIC coming out, say, hey, we'll back it. You know, hey, we'll back the depositors. OK, you're back in depositors for two banks, right? Maybe three banks at this point. What happens when 10 banks, 10 more lose that? Are you still going to continue to back these? What if a big behemoth of a bank, Wells Fargo? or Chase, or Capital One, something like that. Are you going to back those depositors too? If so they, that's, uh, if, they do, they're, if they do, they're going to have to print. Yeah, they'll print. So uh, th there is a world of unknown, which once again, congrats to those that have made money. I'm still chilling in cash because this is a scary-ass place to be in right now. You're, you're only, the rallies are only coming off of news, not because someone wants to buy Bitcoin because they feel like Bitcoin is going to go to 100K right now, right? Like they're buying on these rallies. And it's funny, right before we got on here, I'm watching, I was on TikTok and you see Bit, uh, BitBoys on there, right? On, on TikTok. And it's like, uh, finally at 26K and like 400 ex exclamation points, right? And then there's another guy this morning, I'm not going to say his name, but on Twitter, he's like, can you believe the rally we're in? And Bitcoin had gone up $100. It's, it's the... The narrative around the world of Twitter, crypto Twitter, is that anytime there's some sort of movement, right? And this is what pisses me the f off, right? I'll bleep myself out, is that you guys have called so many situations of downtime, you know, hey, we're going to go to lower lows, and you still get no fucking credit. And it pisses me off that all these dumb ass dudes have so many followers. And they get so much credit and respect, but they're not, there's, there's never any, like, I don't know. JB, Look, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's, they, they don't get the, the appropriate acclamation for, you know, the calls that they make, but it's time on time on time on time. They tell you the narrative of what's going on in the space. This is what's likely to happen next. This is possible reasons as to why. And then time after time after time, we're seeing targets hit. Data, next. right? Yep. 
Next set, all next set, all these figures that we're going to see for the likes of Bitcoin, and obviously back when he was doing the likes of Ethereum, they was doing a lot of coverage on that. We're seeing these targets getting hit. Chris is saying, watch out for this, that, and the next thing that's going to happen in the space. This, that, and the next thing come to fruition. And yeah, yeah, I think you're totally right. They, they don't, they don't get the the credit that is deserved for this call. I, I think, I think, I think a lot of it is that we're not going with the narrative. You know, right. a, a of lot of the time, I, I feel like, you know we've called an awful lot of stuff accurately um we called um ftx before it collapsed we saved a lot of people well that's the big one that's the big one that i could not like the amount of people that you saved money for that you'll never get credit for you'll never ever get credit and i'm giving you credit jb's giving you credit your discord gives you credit but the world of twitter fucking crypto still will not give you the credit that you guys deserve. And look, this is not a fucking podcast to boost Chris's ego and Nick's ego and yada, yada, yada. This is a podcast for me to come on and fucking chit chat some shit. And I just don't, I'm not scared to say it, right? Like, I just think you guys have done an incredible job of helping your community save a lot of fucking money and, and stay away from all this bullshit that's out there. I don't know why I'm fired up today because I got on the podcast in a good mood. But now I'm fired up and it's it's just it's frustrating because no matter how many times we'll tweet out, you know, cheeky crypto called this cheeky crypto called this. You still don't fucking get it. And I don't need you, Chris, to come in and say, you know, to to help back yourself. It's fucking proven. It's in videos, right? Like time and time again, video after video after video, Nick's data in every single Bitcoin video. I don't see that shit on anybody else's video. Nobody else is proving that. Right. Yeah, I kind of feel the, you know, it's a minority, but like the the loud minority is uh, is a powerful one at points. And you know, my my thoughts are always always are, you know circle circle around um, the fact that if you read something or you hear something or you see something enough, it becomes the truth, even if it's not. And uh, yeah. I'm really conscious of that, and that's why I kind of want to sort of highlight some of the things that we've you know, navigated around in this space because there's people that might watch this and, you know, see a comment and think, well, well I won't bother watching anymore. And it's, right. it's, it's not going to be, um, you know, the best decision they make. And uh, I think by sort of airing sort of our side of things, you know, I, I can go further back, you know, we can be quite recent. I mean, look at uh, what's happened with Circle last, like in the last three or four days, right? And uh, USDC de-pegging. When people ask me uh, my thoughts and opinions on it, you know, my thoughts were it's going to be safe, but I highlighted the risks that there were in, you know, me, it, let's say I was wrong. You know, the risks are that you lose some money, right? The safest thing is to to perhaps come out of it, de-risk if you're in a position where you've got a lot of money there. Um, but ultimately, you know, I put my money where my mouth was. What was I doing? And members will know that, you know, Muggins here went and, uh, bought usdc at 91 cent that's how confident i was that it was going to go back to peg um we talked about the bank stuff it was a really interesting weekend actually for anybody that um you know scours the uh the social uh platforms i was on a few different spaces it was rather interesting seeing um prominent influential people within the finance space be that property metals crypto uh stocks whatever um trying to to articulate 
you know, what's what's about to happen. And the vast majority of those individuals had no idea what they were talking about. And I think that, you know, Nick might put out a, a TA video and everybody's looking at it like, you know, it's the, the move that's going to happen that day. And and that's not always the case. It can be, uh, you know, a much longer kind of play. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be multiple months. When we say that we're expecting a crash, yeah, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying the crash is going to happen in, you know, six hours from now. And I think that's really important to highlight. Yeah, I think to to chime in on that and JB, I want to get your thoughts because obviously you're doing a lot of TA for the for the community and stuff. But, you know, that I think that's part of it, too, is like when when you come out, I mean, I didn't understand it. And at one hour chart versus a four hour chart versus a daily versus a weekly, the time it takes to play out right like a weekly chart. JB, how long typically typically, you know, does a weekly chart take to play out three months? Yeah. So if if JB or Nick comes on and does TA and says, hey, we're looking at BTC going to 14K, right? And that's on a macro. Macro meaning larger scale, for those that don't understand what macro means, right? Larger scale moves. That doesn't mean tomorrow Bitcoin's going to go to 14K. That means over the course of the next couple of months, the, the moves, we expect them to go in a certain direction. Am I right, JB? Is that kind of what it means? Yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong. Bitcoin could go to 14k tomorrow, the way the market's moved sure. recently. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Not that out. It could but, go yeah, to 35k. It could go to 35k. So you're right what you're saying there. You know, it's like there's estimated time frames for the likes of the one hour, four hour, the daily, the weekly. Estimated. There you can see what happened over the last week or two, how how quickly institutional candles have dragged the, the charts up. And it's purely what it is. I don't care what anyone's same we've seen obviously a lot of chat about this today the movements are institutions uh, institutional players institutional candles that are dragging the price up as quick and as harsh as it can what i do like to see with this though is how quickly the daily stochastics moved up it's dragged it all Sick, the way up to right? overbought. crazy crazy how fast within less than 48 hours yes Less than 48 hours, a macro chart moved that fucking quickly. That's scary. That should be alarming. If you don't understand what, what that means, go watch some of the uh, videos Nick has done in the last couple of days explaining how quickly, if stochastic moves like that, we're in, it should be a, a big red flag. What right? a, yeah. what, well, you, what, you, you, you would look for the stochastic to move slowly. Great volumes in price for a, you know, for a good, strong move. But for the, the percentage of price that's moved up, yeah, it's moved up a lot of money. Let's not deny that. Sure, yeah. But it's not relative to the movement it's made on the, the frame. So for like the one day to move that quickly with only, was it something like 62%? You know, it's it's not enough percentage power to to draw stochastic up with confidence that, you know, that this is the trend we're in, that this, this move's going to be sustained. Uh, I'm very happy to see it move up, seeing all, all the overbought um, stochastics, the RSI, the RSI has dragged itself right the way up as well. Really, I'm happy to see that also because it just confirms that, you know, we are looking for the next move down. Several indicators, of, you know, we're going to go back to indicators here. They're all, you know, they're all kind of telling us the same thing. There's so many things going on here. What is very interesting to see, though, is the, the re-emergence here of the Gazian channel. You know, we've not seen it on the channel for quite we a while. We haven't chatted about that in a while. Yeah, we've not seen it on the channel for a while. So for now, to see the, you know, the Gazian channel to rear its head, very interested to see what's going to happen there. Oh, I want to hear more about that. The last time we did drop into the Gazian channel, we came out at, and then we went back in, which again, that was a first for Bitcoin in its history. We're now so just we about to go right back now? in. 
no, no, this was before the, 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 oh. the drop. Um, and we're now in inside, but we've not closed inside it. So it's going to be interesting to see if we close and then if we have another candle close inside it or if we drop back out. A lot of things going on. It's just so much to, you know, to really uh, be keeping your eyes on right now uh, relative to the, the, the price movements of uh, Bitcoin in particular here. Some of that might be above a lot of people's heads. And once again, if a lot of that was above your head that JB was just saying, sometimes above my head too. Uh, please do yourself a favor and go check out. Chris, what's the link to go to the school? What's the school oh, link? Che Cheekyschool.com. Uh, yeah, cheekyschool.com. If you want to understand all that shit that JB was just talking about, which is very important knowledge to understand, uh, check out cheeky cheekyschool.com. Great, great, great course. Two courses, I think. Maybe even more than that. Something that kind of gets your head wrapped around all of this stuff, right? But I was just, I just pulled up the daily chart. And it looks like in the last three days, we've moved 25%. Okay. That's a big move for Bitcoin. Like I messaged Chris yesterday and I said, holy shit, 15% in a day. I've never seen it before, but it's all institutional buying. Like JB just said, now, what do we consider institutions? Whales, right? So big giant, right? So whales are pushing the price up so that the dumb retail like myself buy it, right? So that they can exit their position so that we go back down. That's my thoughts. Okay, on what's going on. I think the whales are trying to continue to pump this thing up to get out of their positions. Um, and I think we're still going to go back down, obviously. Chris, you had something. We got a lot to talk about today because we're, we're all cutting each other off. And usually that's a good sign on a podcast. Like people got lots of thoughts. Chris, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. No, no, it's cool. I think there's a lot of, um, I guess, manipulation, like you're, you're mentioning. Um, now, I think because the market has contracted and, you know, it's it's smaller now, it's easier for them to do it, particularly the market makers. So I think that that is a lot of what's happening at the moment. Uh, I think that we will see everything that we're talking about here, um, yep. you know, play out. I think that it's going to be rather interesting to see uh, how people adjust uh, through this uh negative phase that i think we're going to be going through i mean i got a text from nat west today which is a uk bank um and you know I, i've mentioned um not so long ago i think it i can't remember what bank it was um maybe one of you guys will remember that stopped credit card payments um regardless of which bank it is i i agree with that right but what i did say was the next phase will be banks limiting how much you can uh, use with your debit card. So anyway, I get this text message. I shared it in the Discord for anybody who wants to go check it out in the general chat. And uh, basically, they are now limiting my debit card to 1,000 per transaction per day, 5,000 pounds per month. Uh, and I, you know, go back, like, I haven't got a fucking crystal ball, believe me, right? Like, but I do question whether some people have actually told me this Followed stuff. You. Like, yeah, because NatWest have now gone and done that. And um, I expect We already this... have that in the States. Yeah. But like, like I have to call if I wanna if I wanna use more of my own fucking money, I have to call and be on hold for like fucking 45 minutes to try to be able to spend more money or take more money out. Yeah. But what they're saying here is even if I was to do that, I can only have a maximum of 1,000 per day, period, yeah. Period. So so the vast majority of people are not doing that, right, in the crypto space, right? The vast majority. 
Um, but they're going to get away with this because it, the, the vast majority aren't impacted. So how many months do you think it would be before that 1,000 per day becomes 500 per day and two and a half a month? Yeah. And then gradually, like... The new way to much... print money. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the banks, I think, if I just circle to, to my actual point, um, there's a, a liquidity issue when it comes to, to the banking sector, the traditional banking sector, in my opinion. I think that um, there's a war, a silent war going on between fintech and um, the, the traditional banking sector. I think the, um, you know, the online banking fintech companies are taking a slice of the pie. And this is leading to liquidity issues, so particularly with crypto leaving the banking, the traditional banking system. Again, it's just compounding the situation. Um, I, I, I expect banks to to double down on this. And uh, this is not good for the adoption of, of crypto, right? So for all those people in the Discord who are like, well, it doesn't impact me. Well, fuck me. It will in a few months' time when they reduce the amount and then eventually ban it. So, you know, people need to be in uproar now. People need to be um, going to, to these banks and, you know, leaving these banks and going to, to the banks that are willing to service customers as what they are, customers. It's your money uh, and you should be able to, to come and go freely and, and do what you wish with that money uh, to a point. Obviously, n nothing illegal, but like if I want to invest in cryptocurrency and I'm going to invest in cryptocurrency, there is going to be no bank on this earth that stops me from doing that. Um, yeah, I just think that people need to to wake up and and see it for what what it is and, and see what's happening. If people think that we're in this bull market, uh, you're just kidding yourselves because this is no this is no bull market. So I'm going to jump on a couple of these things here. So first of all, just to clean up a little bit of terminology, I fully understand what Mike was saying there, but the whales are not buying. It's the sharks. So wow. the sharks are 100 Bitcoin wallets or over. Whales are a thousand Bitcoin wallets are over. Again, key bits of information here that I think wider community should understand. And that covers it every uh, every day on the videos. So, you know, we are seeing these big wallets buying. That's what's obviously caused this pump. Now, coming over to the banks, I did explain to you, um, I think it was last week, Chris, that I was trying to onboard onto an exchange. I won't tell you the number, it doesn't matter. But it took between three and six hours to onboard the first amount then onboarded another amount that was a little bit more, and it took 18 hours to onboard that onto the exchange. So we're seeing the, 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 the pace that we can onboard onto exchanges starting to slow down as well now. And then obviously we've seen some more news coming out here that we're going to have issues here in the UK after May um, onboarding onto Binance UK as Swift, eh, no, sorry, Skrill have ended the relationship with Binance. So this is going to be another block um, you know, like stopping us investing our money into crypto. If Binance was the chosen exchange that you used in the UK, you're going to, you're now going to experience an issue, you know, buying crypto, putting feet onto exchanges in the UK. Skrill is no longer partnering with Binance. So it's kind of now you need to start looking further forward. How are you going to, how are you going to get around this? How is the banks going to get around this? I they're going to make a, you buy CBDCs. Well, I was, you just, you just killed my question before I asked that. I said, there's a solution here and what's it going to be? Well, it's going to be CBDCs. Yep. That's going to be the transition. They're going to make you buy it, right? And then you can spend as much of it as you want, right? Because then it just feels better to the banks for you to be able to do that. So, well, yeah, I read your mind. Deluded, you'd be deluded to think they, were, they weren't getting a cut of the pie if you were using their CBDCs. thousand percent. Yeah. 
Oh, they're definitely getting that. And they can't wait to launch that shit. So they're going to continue to collapse every fucking thing that they can until they've gotten to the point where we can only deposit $50 a day into Coinbase or Binance. And then the only way we can ex exceed that, 5000 a day. Oh, if you use our CBDC, you can do 5000 a day. No, no big deal. It's all good. That's basically what's going to happen. So. Yeah, I would say um, in, in the UK, the Santander, HSBC, Deutsche Bank um, said they were still willing to service crypto clients after banking failures. Um, but they may they may have some restricted services. <laughs> so there we go. Let, let's talk a little bit banking here as well. Obviously, we've seen everything going on with the SVB, the, the Silicon Valley Bank. Um, What's the other one? Uh, not so Silvergate Bank. You know, there's lots going on here. We're now seeing that the the fallout coming off the back of this, that the, the shareholders are now suing the banks as well. So this is going to lead into more issues coming down the road with banks. I feel this is not the, the end of the story here. Was it Western Alliance was down 75 or 77% before the first bell rang on Monday? The banks stopped trading. Oh, look at the big picture here. There's so bloody much going on. So, look, I can't confirm this, but I saw something on TikTok that had that Andrew Ross Sorkin, I think is his name from CNBC, uh, basically said that the uh, before the close of Friday, the Silicon Valley Bank CEO gave bonuses right before the FDIC closed them down, gave bonuses to all of the management, bonus to himself. And I don't know if he gave it to the employees or not, but this dude's about to go to jail like yeah. for, for real. <laughs> What what I would say is um like the the senior leadership at the bank were selling off their shares like up to three weeks before the collapse. Um then you've got the the bonuses that were given out um before obviously the, the bank uh, was taken over. So look, I I I saw and I, I probably uh I probably shouldn't have replied. Um, but I saw that the SEC are now investigating. And this brings me on to my next damn rant because, uh, <laughs> you know, Gary, who uh, I think it's inevitable that I replace him at the SEC at some point. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the phone, just waiting for the phone call from the SEC. Um, so I can we'll get take some, you. We'll take yeah, you. Yeah. Look, they'll have to pay me well, but um, I am available <laughs> to, to do a stellar job uh, and regulate the shit out of crypto. So it does really, really well uh, and hopefully help turn the u.s economy around um because i think you know there's there's uh some things that could be done but can i help uh, run your youtube page please? yeah you can, you can just uh fill in for me for a few weeks because it won't Perfect. take long you'll need, um, you'll, you'll need you'll need a spokesman Thank yeah you your spokesman I, I, I need a pa as well but yes um, look what what i would say is like all jokes aside um the the trend is the sec are reactive and not proactive you can't be like reactive and fulfill your mission statement of, you know, protecting investors, in my opinion. All they're doing is cleaning up. They're like a cleanup team. They're not really, you know, putting in any procedures or processes that stop this stuff from happening. They, th there should have been alarm bells ringing when all of the executive team and the leadership team at the bank were selling off their shares. How is this not like, you know, ringing alarm bells for a regulator? Like, I look at it and I, I kind of feel like they are part of the problem. I've said it time and time again, like 
FC, uh, FTX collapse in. Like, I think the regulators are, are just as responsible as Sam Bankman Freed. And I think they should uh, be investigated. I certainly think the leadership should have been sacked by now. Um, and if, like, you know, there's people there that are worried to do it, employ me. I'll do it. No problem. There's too, there's too many. Uh... There's too many agencies that want to be uh, spearheading the whole thing, right? So I think there's a – the problem is that FDIC wants it, SEC wants it, this thing wants it. You know, everybody everybody wants to be able to do it. So I think in the background, everybody's still fighting with each other. And until someone comes across and says, you're in charge, I think that's, that's ultimately going to continue to happen. Happy, I'm quite happy to be that person. Yeah. I, and I'm talking more in the crypto side. Now you're talking, I think more just in general, like general being, being reactive. I think they're way behind the curve. They're not, they're not watching this shit um, take place. I mean, I don't know the whole, Look, the whole fact that these guys took fucking bonuses. Uh, it's they, 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 it's the SEC recently, right? The SEC are they're like, they're a, a lagging indicator. So they don't do anything. I just say they, they react to what's happened, but yeah. when we've seen the likes of Luna happen or like, like crypto Twitter, Forget Luna, right? They seen FTX happen. That should have been a one and done. There should be nothing else like that ever happens yep. again. Yep. Banks have collapsed before. This kind of thing should never happen again. It was kind of testament to what uh, President Biden said in his speech before the bell rang on Monday. But the the heads of the banks that have collapsed, the head of Silicon Valley, will go to prison for this. He's adamant that this man will go to prison for the, the damage that he has caused by letting Silver, uh, Silicon Valley Bank uh, get to the state it's in. I hope somebody holds up his word for that because the guy deserves to go to bank. Hey, the guy that runs a bank deserves to go to jail. There's so many people who are going to be affected by this. There's folk in the UK that are going to be affected by this. Obviously, many folk in the United States are going to be affected by this. For him to be able to sell off his assets weeks before this happened, make a hell of a lot of money. Like, how do you think you're not going to get fucking caught, though? This is the thing. Like, same thing with like SBF. How do you how do you not think you're going to get caught? The, the thing is, the thing is, the rules are set up in such a way that they're not breaking the law and and this is this is the problem right um it's it's the same with all this insider trading which is really blatantly obvious that it's going on um you know you just have to look in the u.s government and you can just like how are some of these people like you know uh, selling and selling off and then like a huge uh, dump happens or they're buying on a dump knowing that actually there's a contract that's just about to be signed and you know all these uh you know millions of dollars are going to be coming in and all of a sudden it pumps i i just think that you know the regulators uh, as well as the the leadership of these these banks that are failing and uh, exchanges that are failing they're also responsible and they should also face jail time i feel Definitely, yeah, try, definitely. I'm trying to find, uh, trying to find, because it's it's still your comment that you just said, like how, this insider trading stuff. There's some big CEO. I can't. I think his last name's Baron. I cannot think of his first name, and I cannot remember which bank he's a part of. But he he increased a significant position in a uh, one of the banks or something like that yesterday at, at when it when it bottomed out. Right, mm. huge a huge position. Um, you had to know that was coming because first of all, you got to get your assets together, right? You got to get your money together in order to purchase those things. Now, granted, someone like that probably has a lot of money involved. But I know, but like, just, just think about when they go to their bank and they, they have to ring up, spend hours on the phone. Yeah. To explain that they would like to buy something that's, you know, not particularly looking too healthy right now. 
Um, they read that scam, you know, uh, script to them. Yeah, this all takes time. Um, yeah, I jest, of course. What does that mean? I've heard that before. What, I jest. jest. Yeah, yeah, I jest. I, I, I joke. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I've heard that before. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I, I'll, I'll ask one day when we're talking about fish and chips or, you know, something like that. Maybe one day we'll talk over fish and chips. <laughs> Someday. That'd be Someday. on you, though. What do we think is going to happen at the end of the month with the Fed? JB. I would still like to see them. Um, I would still like to see them do a 0.5. I think it would be healthy to see the 0.5. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. If we don't see this 0.5, what's going to happen? They're going to have to turn the printers on. Debt's going to increase. Inflation's going to So much has to happen here. I, I really think, we called it before, and I'm calling it the same again, we need to see the 0.5 happen to control the mess that is going on right now. Unfortunately, the sentiment right now is there's not going to be an increase. How unlikely? At least at least at least 0.25, I think, will happen. But I think in the space it needs a 0.5 to happen to control the absolute fucking mess that is being created by well, we know who by. What do you what why do you think the sent sentiment has changed so drastically over the last seven days from 0.5, then no hike? Then 0.25. And now I think we're hovering around possible, you know, more leaning towards the 0.25 range. Um, but even if you go to CNBC, they're like, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? JB, what do you think? Well, I think that's absolute key as to what's going on right now is they don't have a clue how to control yeah. the mess that they have created. They don't know if they're doing this, that, the next thing to control. Again, just as I said, they're the absolute mess that they have created. <clears throat> but for them not to increase, um, increase the next time out it's just going to lead to such a world of pain like the dollar's going to be worth nothing because they're going to have to print so much to control the mess that has been created here it's just i, I can't stress enough how high uh, how high they need to push this to control the absolute mess that they have created um, financially i think they were saying this morning that if they go 0.5 how many more banks collapse right so then if they do nothing they're in depth. They're definitely in a hard fucking spot, right? Because if you do nothing, and then inflation goes from six percent back to six point eight, right? Then you got to turn, got to turn on again, 0.75 basis points. So the market over the next like two or three months, three four months, it's just going to be so fucking volatile. Like these banks shouldn't be able to collapse though, because this is down to their the way they've handled the situation. They've capitalized on the situation. These banks have. If we do see a 0.5, right, and the banks are struggling, that's their own fault for getting themselves in that kind of position. They should, they should not be liquid. They should have the position available. So if interest rates interest rates increase, cross my words there, that they should be in a position stable enough to control, you know, what decision gets made. A bank run's going to happen, you know, maybe not to be expected, but if a bank run happens, the bank then becomes a liquid. They can't do anything about that. They need to control what's going on in the space. For them not to be in a position to control what may be around the corner, then that's the bank's own risk management fault. Yeah, I think letting off the gas pedal is a horrible decision. I think it would just be all of these fucking rate hikes over the last, how long have they been doing it now? Over 12 months? Yeah, oh, easy, easy. It would all be so fucking pointless if they stop now because two dumb fucking banks, no offense if you bank there, 
But the CEOs fucked that up. The Fed didn't fuck that up. The CEOs fucked that up, right? So why does the rest of the fucking states and world have to be screwed over because a couple banks CEOs are greedy as fuck and don't know what they're doing, apparently, right? They're not, they're not adjusting for all these rate hikes, basically. Um, I just, I hope the Fed doesn't slow down. I really don't. I, I think I think we would go backwards, and I'm so sick and tired of paying fourteen dollars for fucking breakfast every day. Like even look, I I just went to my paint store, okay, to get materials, right? And they do a sale every every uh, six months. They do a big thirty five percent off sale. Stop making fun of my Chick fil A fucking breakfast, okay? I love my Chick fil A breakfast, and I wish Chick fil A would sponsor us because I will talk about you all the time. But the the store manager at the Sherwin Williams. She said, prices are going up. I said, what do you mean prices are going up? When are they going up? I said, aren't they high enough? She said, no, they're going to be raising them within the next three months. And she said she has a good store, store manager friend at Home Depot. They just got a call from corporate that says their prices are going up again. So it's just, it's crazy to me. All this bear market rally and all this, they are going to try to make as many people lose their jobs as possible. I guarantee it. Right, they're going to try to get us all in a fucked off situation. Chris, are you back? I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome what's your back. thought? What's your thoughts on what I just said? Um, I I agree to a point. I think that uh, we're going to find out whether we've got weak people in charge or strong people in charge. And I think uh, I don't know where I kind of sit um, on that at the moment. Like whether they're weak or whether they're they're strong. I, I imagine they're probably weak. Um, I hope I'm being naive there, but I, I just I have no confidence purely on the basis of the last one. Um, but I agree. Um, you know the the flip flopping is, is because stuff is breaking, um, but it's not broken. Like um, a couple of banks, I think you know that is collateral damage. Um, but I think that they need to continue. If they don't. We're, we're still going to have the same, not the same problems, but we're still going to have problems, big problems. Um, I think all you're doing is kicking the can down the down the road and you're going to be uh, in this uh, scenario for, for much longer unless you have some sort of uh, reset, which again is another possibility. Um, you know, you can't just print your, your, your way out of this, but I don't feel. I think turning off the hikes is a way for them to print their way out of it. They can't print their way out of it. Well, no, you can't at this point. I don't no, think so. No, like, you know, you've made your bed. And at the moment, they're laying in it, but they, they want to get out of bed, but they can't. That's kind well, of how I see I it. I think we're very close to election, election year also, very close. So I think the agendas are going to be for everyone to make the uh, general population happy, right? So, so providing liquidity to make sure everybody's deposits go through say 10 more banks that happens to they're going to continue to paint this pretty picture like nothing's fucking wrong that's that's going to be the thing how how, how do you feel about this one Ed? and obviously <clears throat> you're based in america would the previous regime let this happen for all the hate that donald trump got i didn't like the guy personally but would this have happened under trump's um watch i'm going to plead the fifth because i don't talk politics <laughs> what have we just sat and done for the last half an hour <laughs> um, i never said biden and i never said trump 
and I'm not getting fucking roasted in the comments for choosing a side. <laughs> no, no, right? not to choose a side, but do you feel that, um, you know, it would have got this way with Trump in, in power? Chris? No, de- <laughs> definitely not. A money man I, knows I'll money. I'll say no. I'll say no. Yeah, look, it's, it's only because of the, the, the understanding of, like, loopholes, money, business. Um, look, I'm not one for for politics either but like he brought peace and uh i think that you know we probably won't be in half the 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 situation we're in now uh had he uh remained in 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 charge so um yeah that's you know the only reason behind it come over come over to our side though like i think with us having rishi sunak in charge again another man that knows money i do think that we are maybe a bit better off than what we would have been with the last clown that was in charge. I do feel like we've been a much worse place if old Bob, uh, Bobo Johnson was still in charge. I'm kind of happy that Sunak's kind of watching everything that's going on over here. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think we're better off with Sunak over uh, Johnson. I think, yeah, having like somebody that understands finance um, to that that level is you know something that is uh, very much needed right now. Um, but you know, like my my thoughts are, you know, there's a lot of corruption um, within the UK government as well as the US government. Um, it's just my opinion, not backing it up with anything. Um, but yeah, look, I've seen stuff like firsthand. I'm just it makes me scratch my head and you know, I think what what on earth and how how on earth have these people got to to the positions that they're in? Um, but I think we're about forty five minutes roughly into to the podcast let's uh look at wrapping things up um mike what do you think is going to happen next you know with the prices of of bitcoin uh i i think there's i don't know man since we've been on this podcast i've watched the dow jones get cut in half already so like if if there were signs of bullish times and it's still not continuing to pump today for me i think it's coming to an end I think we'll start heading down pretty soon. Something, some other bank will break or something will break. And then all of these gains that we saw today is it's going to go downhill. But uh, yeah, I still think, I still think we got, got to go down. I just don't think there's an environment right now that welcomes any sort of bull market at all. Too much confusion out there. Mm, Way too sure. much. JB, thoughts? So let's quickly talk today in particular. This, is, this uh, podcast is going out a day after we record it. So the pump that happened today at 26,000, how much do you think that scalped in liquidations? No 200 idea. million. 320 million in 24 hours. So what that tells us, it's been a mass liquidity grab. I still think there is a little bit more to come. I've put the chart out into the Discord. You can see obviously where my thoughts are with it. Overall sentiment for me, it's still target 10K. I think we're. I think we're going to see ten. I actually think we're going to see less than ten k. My feeling has not changed. the The structure is there or there about in place for it. But for me right now, it's target ten k. So, do we chalk up twenty twenty three to just sideways trading? No. Twenty twenty three started off with a nice pump, and then you're going to see the mother of dumps. <laughs> Chris, give us your final thoughts, and then wrap it up for us. Yeah, I I feel the um. It's going to seem like quite bullish. I really want to kind of see what these decisions, uh, 
you know, uh, what decisions are made, um, how the the market reacts to to the decisions that are made. But I'm I'm still with the the thought process that the the market can't possibly be bullish in this sort of uh, landscape. I feel that um, if the right decisions are made, it'll play out just like we were expecting it to. Um, if we have people that are weak. Uh, and unable to 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 pull the trigger and and do what is needed to be done, uh, then um, I think short to medium term bullish, long term really 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 bearish. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, gentlemen, pleasure doing a podcast with y'all today. JB, yes, we cannot we cannot wrap this podcast up without a massive thank you to the community. Three thousand, we have hit three thousand here on the podcast. It took a little while. For the couple of couple of issues, but we've hit three thousand guys. Yeah, we have to do a party at ten thousand. Yeah, but listen, maybe guys. I'll, maybe I'll fly to the UK for that. Mega volatile in the space right now. I will always leave you the exact same thing. If you are going to trade, please trade safely. Have a really nice tight stop loss. Make great gains with Bit Bitget trading competitions live. We can see good numbers coming back on that. So you know, keep smashing that competition, guys. Stay safe in the space. We'll catch you up next time. Take care. Bye.